Yo, welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just honestly react to what we hear. We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We just really like punk and hardcore, so we talk about it for a few couple hours each week and uh, hopefully put some new music in people's ears. We always encourage people to buy stuff that they enjoy, even if it's not something that we enjoyed personally. We're not trying to make a whole lot of objective value judgments here. This is just a thing that we really enjoy. Sometimes we clown stuff. Sometimes we big up it but ultimately the idea is to just put people onto new stuff uh there's always good stuff happening there's always rad stuff coming out and uh all you have to do is be motivated enough to pay attention so we're just trying to uh take that first baby step for you and hopefully put you onto enough new stuff that you will uh actively pursue that that goal yourself um Nate, uh, well, I guess actually, first of all, I wanted to I wanted to shout out a couple people that uh, that I, I forgot to shout out around the holidays. Everything gets uh, hectic and busy, and we get a shit ton of submissions, and uh, it's hard to keep track of everything as it is. So, I wanted to shout out uh, our homie Aaron Miller from Indianapolis, who uh, was kind enough to pay for a cameo from the one and only Lord Ezek, Danny Diablo. Um, it was a beautiful video. It was wonderful. It absolutely made my day when I saw it. And, uh, I just finally showed it to, to Nate. I had totally forgotten to forward it over to him. Um, so thank you to Aaron for that. It was, uh, it was a day maker. I've, I've got it saved on my phone so that I can look back on it in 50 years and remember it fondly. Yeah, for and- sure. And uh, then I wanted to shout out uh, Meyer. Meyer, if you're on the Discord, you know that Meyer is the the maniac who took it upon himself to both create and then moderate the Discord, and he does an excellent job of of doing so. He also plays in a wonderful band called Moist Boy, who I enjoy a whole lot. And uh, when he asked me for my address last week so that he could send Nate and I a little gift, I figured that it would be something exceedingly stupid, and I would have appreciated that for what it is. But he actually sent us the first three volumes of a book series called Designers and Dragons, which covers uh, the history of the role-playing game industry decade by by decade. And I'm actually super fucking stoked to read these. I'm probably going to start reading the first volume tonight. And as soon as I get done with that, I'm going to pass it on to Nate and uh, and we can share these. But I'm really, really fucking stoked to read these. So thank you to Meyer for sending that our way. That was sick. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Nate, do you have, uh, you got any thoughts or, uh, anecdotes up top this week or should we just dive straight into the music? Well, uh, I think I tore my bicep on Friday at work, so that's kind of bumming me out. Yeah. That fucking sucks. Holy shit. Yeah. Like I felt it come off the bone and, uh, it made a loud pop. And, Ooh. uh, so I'm sitting here now, uh, you know, I'm not actually, I would say in pain, but with a right arm that isn't quite functioning um, how you want it to, yeah, um, fifteen pounds is uh, a real pisser to pick up, and uh, yeah, I got to make an appointment, I guess, tomorrow to go uh, get my boo boo fixed. <laughs> yeah, that fucking sucks, man. Sorry. To yeah, hear. it's a surprising thing. I uh, tried to pick up. Well, I was picking up something that slipped, and I tried to grab it with my right arm, and I heard a loud bone shaking pop um it was audible and it was also like you know it was conducted through my skeleton into my brain i knew right away what the fuck happened because my not only did it pop but my arm just completely straightened out yeah Um, yeah so yeah that sounds shitty it, it is shitty it is a it is a um it's what you call a pisser well here's uh here's to your uh here's to your quick recovery yeah, well, who knows? It's probably a good six-month recovery. Um, 
so yeah, and nothing else has happened. I, uh, like I said, my, my day is a carbon copy, right? Every day is basically the exact same day over and over and over and over again in this endless karmic loop, I guess, I suppose, <laughs> you know, I mean, the end yellow was talking about karma in that video. Uh-huh. Um, I guess it came calling early, right? Um, that's all I can say because literally every day is the same I've been watching my goldfish in my basement and um, I think that they probably have a more exciting life than I do (laughs) well well, hopefully we hear some music tonight that's going to take you right out of this funk that you're in buddy (laughs) yeah it's between the torn bicep or whatever I'm I'm almost certain that's what it is and uh, or whatever injury I have and uh, the uh wonderful uh i guess muddy winter of indiana the mm-hmm. endless the endless mud season of indiana and um yeah the uh uh i guess uh collapse of uh civilization around us <laughs> um you know the last goddamn thing we can do is hold on to podcasts and punk rock right hold <laughs> on to what's most dear everything else is going by the wayside that's right. Yeah, we're going to persist well into the wasteland for sure. Yeah. We're going to be like a pirate radio station broadcasting over the ruins of this once great empire. It's just going to be like transmissions transmissions to no transmissions to nobody, which is probably already the case. Uh transmissions to nobody, you know, across the depleted scarred earth and uh, the only <laughs> the only thing left is going to be fucking coronavirus mutants and fucking uh, Christian fascists running around rampant. <laughs> right, Christ! I yeah. can't even. I can't even go out and have a nice sit down out in public without uh, you know getting fucking. Uh, I guess uh, disturbed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does seem to be heading that way, doesn't it? It sure does. <laughs> well, in the interim, in the meantime, as we wait for the the impending collapse, we do and still do, do indeed still have uh, punk rock and podcasts. You know, and, so I guess all can thing, do is push forward. And this this bicep injury is actually kind of really bumming me out. Now I've been thinking about it all day. Like it happened Friday, halfway through the day, around lunchtime, and I thought, oh fuck, I'm pretty sure that's my bicep. Uh, yeah, but I had shit to do, so I kept doing it. Right, I was clearing a bunch of fucking big ass trees that fucking fell in one of my preserves, and uh, you know, I just kind of worked around having a dead arm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and because uh, it didn't really hurt, and it doesn't sure. really hurt right now, it's just uh, kind of sore. And then uh, yesterday, I kind of joked about it. I thought oh, it'll be all right. I'm sure you know we'll see how it feels on on Monday. And um, today. You know, just thinking about the anatomy of my elbow and thinking about where the pain is and thinking about the functionality, thinking like I'm, I'm like now like WebMDing myself. Not that I've, not that I've consulted WebMD, right. but um, I'm pretty goddamn sure I know what this is, just because you know it's a fairly common injury in the gym as well. Yeah, um, and uh, so I know I'm pretty sure, fucking sure I know what this is, and uh, as that reality has set in. And then I sit in my fucking basement where no light penetrates um, aside from those of the uh, LED bulbs above me. I, I, yeah. I can, I can uh, nigh ext- distinguish light from dark and day from day from evening, right? My circadian yeah. rhythms are fucked. You know what I mean? I wake up tired in the morning and uh, I uh, feel uh, full of, I wouldn't say full of energy and vigor and vim, but not at all tired at night. Yeah. Um, as, as, and the days just go by in an, in, in like an endless, 
an endless succession of replication, you know, uh-huh. it just makes me wish that there was like an off switch that I could hit and just wake up in like six months, you know? Yeah. And, and, and like, I was just sitting here with this fucking injury, looking at these fucking fish and looking at all my cool fucking toys and shit in the basement. And I was like thinking about things. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I'm not even going to get to be the fucking humongous in this fucking nightmare scenario that's <laughs> playing out. You know what I mean? Like, I always fantasized that it would happen in my lifetime. Yeah. And now that it is happening, I'm fucking injured and trapped in a basement and fat, and I can't be the fucking <laughs> humongous. <laughs> well, there's still time yet. I don't, as, imp- as as much as it might be impending, I don't think it's coming overnight. So you've got some time to heal that arm up, get to training, get nice and uh, get nice and strong and uh, stock up on ammunition. I think you'll be good. I don't think you should let that dream go just yet. Uh, I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm really trying. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I hear some good music that puts me in a good mood. I hope so. I think that I, we. Uh, I, I will say that Danny Diablo put me in a put put me in a bit of a good mood. I, I have never actually wanted to listen to Crown of Thorns prior to Danny Diablo personally telling me to buck up and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm I'm actually a Crown of Thorns uh, Crown of Thorns super fan myself. But uh, yeah, if anything could convince you to check out Danny Diablo's uh, artistic contributions over the years, you know his his smile and face from a McDonald's bathroom is the thing to do it for sure. You know, and and we always like real ones. You know what I mean. No matter how, uh, uh, no no matter what uh, the war, the the broader diaspora might think of them, right? We like real ones. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that dude's a real one. <laughs> he is undeniably a real one. That is that is yeah. No no one can debate that for sure. <laughs> right. So you know, thanks, Danny. And- and if you like, if you like Danny's sort of unhinged energy, uh, he actually he does a podcast of his own. He does a podcast called uh, Diablo's Den that uh, is a hell of a ride, and I would recommend to anybody looking just for some wild New York hardcore stories and uh, and various other experiences that I think you're really going to enjoy. So on that note, I don't have any sort of life updates or anything like that, and it sounds like you could use a little uh, the the healing power of music to lift your spirit. So I guess we can just jump right into it. Yeah. Um, we have some stuff in the queue tonight that, that looks to be potentially promising. So I'm hoping my, uh, my instincts are good here. So first up, we have a band called Backhand. This was sent in by Colton Keys. I've mentioned Colton in the last couple episodes. He's been sending in stuff from his area around the uh, Salt Lake City, Utah area. This is for a band called Backhand from, he said, like an hour north of there. He said kind of, kind of playing weird, new wavy stuff. They don't have a band camp or anything, so he just sent a uh, YouTube link to one of their music videos that came out in uh, September of last year. The next up, we have Catsick with... Uh, an EP simply titled EP. So I'm going to assume it's probably self-titled. This is a band from Christchurch, New Zealand, and it was sent in by John from the band, the path. This was his, uh, his weekly international submission. He actually sends them in more than weekly at this point. We have like probably 10 international submissions from John just sitting in the queue that I'm just slowly working my way through. I think I might've seen, I think I might've heard this. I, I distinctly remember seeing that picture of those fucking bums, um, behind the house in the wheelchair. Yeah. I mean, in, in a wheelbarrow, not a wheelchair. Yeah, I guess it could yeah. be a wheelchair. Um, sure. But uh, I don't remember what it sounded like. So this was released almost a year ago. So, okay. We'll see. 
All right. And then we have Living in Fear with The Coward's Path Ends Here. This is a band from Atlanta, Georgia. It was sent in by Trip Durden. He said, everything about this is almost caricature-esque in nature. It's kind of purposely over the top, uh, crossover, New York hardcore kind of stuff. He said that for him, the production is what makes this. So we'll see how we feel about it. Then we have got Choke Me with The Cousin of Death. This is a band from Los Angeles, California, playing, I guess, some fast core, power violence-informed kind of hardcore stuff. It was sent in by Wesley Richards. Um, he ran a label called Riot Ready Records. I'm not familiar with any of their roster, but he sent this in, says he's a, uh, a listener of the show, enjoys it a lot, and that his label has kind of had to close up shop this year. Um, probably, I would imagine, due to just to the complications of being a small business owner in uh, the present climate. So uh, sorry to hear that you had to close up, Wes, but uh, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for sending stuff in. He sent in a few bands, all of which are bands from his roster. I just picked one of them out of the lineup tonight, and then I'll throw uh, I'll throw another band in the queue next week and the week after, and we'll see well, if we get around to him. He's also in this band. Um, uh, oh, is he in this band? Yes, he oh, is. yeah, he is. Okay, he's in another band that he sent in as well, so there you go. Um, then we have got Coffin Apartment with Full tor- full Torso Apparition. This is a band from Portland, Oregon. It was sent in by Justin Straw, who plays in the band. He said it consists of two Pittsburgh na- natives and a Reno escapee. I haven't spent a ton of time in Reno, but it does strike me as a place one might uh, feel inclined to escape. He's saying that living in Fort Wayne. (laughs) Well, for sure. I mean, yeah, nothing nothing said about the quality of of Fort Wayne life. This is certainly a place that one might feel inclined to escape as well. Yes. Um, Then next up, we have got Holy Water with their uh, split with Shrivel Up. This is a band from Rochester, New York, playing Grindcore. It was sent in by Tyler Hammer, who plays in this band. I believe he also recorded and mixed this EP. Then we have a band called Straw Man Army with their release Age of Exile. This was sent in by my homie TJ. Uh, this is a band who I meant to listen to this year, but just or last year rather, but just didn't get around to it and came out in uh, October of 20, 2020. Um, it's out on D4MT Labs, which is a pretty much guaranteed mark of quality in and of itself. So I'm sure that this is probably dope. Then we have Moth with Modern Madness. This is a band from Melbourne, Australia. It was sent in by Ryan Donahoe. He actually sent this in previously. Uh, It was in the queue, but we just didn't get around to it, and he felt that it was good enough that it warranted a resubmission. Then we have Monkey with Domestic Monkeyism. <laughs> this is a band from Portland, Oregon, sent in by John Fett. He said it is. he's pretty sure it is a gimmick band, which is very clear from, <laughs> oh, from yeah. the, the art that I'm seeing here. But he said it's like uh, bestial black metal, war metal stuff, and that even though it is a joke, um, it still scratches that itch. And then last up, we have Violent Way with their self-titled EP. This was sent in by Grant Williams. It is uh, what appears to be a new oi band from Buffalo, New York, and uh, they've released one song off of their upcoming EP that comes out in uh, a month. I think a month from today, exactly, or a month and one day from today, uh, February 18th. So uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up first tonight. Three. Okay, three is Living in Fear. The band camp is livinginfear.bandcamp.com. This is the band that was explained to us as being essentially an over-the-top caricature of crossover. Um, there is not a particular song on here. Uh, actually, no, they do have one. They have one song queued up to play, the seventh song on here, Highway to Hell. So uh, I guess we can just go with that one. ACDC so, cover. Yeah, it's going to be a sick ACDC cover. That's exactly what we want to hear. 
Uh, so we're going to hear the song Highway to Hell by Living in Fear off of The Coward's Path Ends Here. Going down, I'm on the highway to hell! 
All right, we just heard the song Highway to Hell by Living in Fear off of their record, The Coward's Path Ends Here. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I Well, to agree with the uh, sender, I did like the production of that. It was nice and loud and fucking booming. Um, I didn't have any issues with that. I liked a lot of, a lot of elements of this, but I don't think that this was a like over-the-top crossover sort of thing. I think that this... Nah is tough guy stuff that is ex- exploring or expanding into crossover. Yeah, um, for sure. It's it's and, it's, mar- it's marauder with a more crossover leaning. Yes, and you know it took so fucking long for that song to get going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did, like yeah. the first the first half of that song almost like it was like a minute 40, a minute 45. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like when they only have like two minutes left and they haven't even fucking addressed any lyrics. It's just been yeah. this fucking plotting intro. Yeah. Um, which I felt was, was just way too gratuitous for me. And that was my dead giveaway that this is like playing to the fucking, you know, mosh crowd. Um, right. it wasn't bad, but I yeah. would like to have seen more emphasis on the thrash. And sure. there were, there are other bands we've talked about that, that we've had on the show that kind of do this too, that like, I don't know, maybe the guys in the band have, you know, more of a fucking beat down or a fucking, you know, like, you know, whatever you want to call it, fucking, um, uh, mosh style, hardcore background. Yeah. Um, and they want to, you know, I think that in many ways, sometimes like doing something like this is an obvious progression sure. from fucking mosh hardcore. Definitely. Um, and a lot of times we've said, like, we're mosh hardcore. The fast parts are just in there basically to give you a break from the fucking breakdowns. You know what I mean? Like the breakdowns, the, the thrash parts are throwaway. I didn't feel like that was the case with this. Yeah. The thrash part was the meat of the song and it wasn't too bad. I didn't give a shit about the lyrics. I'd have much rather heard about like fucking riding a flaming horse to hell with Definitely. the fucking head of some fucking, you know, family that i fucking murdered you know what i mean like you yeah. know like that's that i would rather hear that than you know like you know some boo-hoo-hoo song about how they can't take this fucking world anymore and they've got all a whole bunch of scars at the ripe old age of what appears to be maybe 24 um <laughs> yeah yeah for sure you know what i mean but like musically I, I didn't think it was too bad the fucking all right at the end just before the fucking breakdown that yeah. was well fucking earned and i felt like the, the like the breakdown at the end was well earned yeah um but the beginning, man, what the fuck? Get rid of that. Yeah, for sure. That that first two minutes was a slog, man. Uh, I was I was really wondering the same thing. Like, when is this? When is this going to kick in? And and unfortunately, when it did kick in, the wait, the payoff was not really worth the wait because the payoff no. was was fine, but it it wasn't such that the juxtaposition between that just sort of dragging two minute intro and what we finally got to with the meat of the song, it just wasn't. The payoff wasn't intense enough. It wasn't. It, it just wasn't good enough. I mean, to be frank, uh, to to warrant um, that two minutes of of build to a crescendo that was sort of lackluster. So, I mean, I largely yeah. feel the same way as you about this stuff. You know. Yeah, I I feel like if this would have come out the gates kind of fast and ripping, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, if it would have had like, I guess lyrics that were a little less uh, about the person writing the song and, and and maybe like, you know, about cool shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, sure. like, you know, um, a, a little less fucking crying and a little more fucking enemies dying at the fucking bit bite of your steel. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, basically, if it was a different song, I would have I liked it better. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. You know, um, but like, but like, there's there's a lot to work with there. I mean, definitely. You know, Props to these dudes for putting out a proper fucking release. Um, for sure, eleven yep. songs, right? Yep, definitely. Um, a couple, a couple gives giveaways that you know, you know what you're looking at is basically reskin tough guy hardcore is right. the living in fear logo, right? Yep, uh, that's a dead giveaway. Sure, um, haters be damned with haters with a Z. Yep, that's a dead giveaway. The hardcore um, unity interlude. And it's two minutes and five seconds long. And it's got a whole bunch of lyrics. That's yeah, not sure interlude. Is. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that's a song. That's a song, right? That's not an interlude. Um, and then like brainstorming, uh, apostrophe, no G, right at the end. Right. Yeah. Like those tell me like where this is coming from, just judging a book totally by its cover, right? For sure. Yeah. Um. So I, I think there's a lot to work with in there that like, could be a fucking bona fide ripper. Definitely. Um, they just need to um let go of their fucking roots, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like for sure. play fucking metal. Don't don't straddle yep. the line. Yep, no, for sure. There there are bands that can successfully straddle the line. I just I, I don't think this was that. I don't think this was that. Um, but it it's certainly on the right course. You've taken the first step on a on a path that will yield uh fruitful results if you just keep keep following it to its logical conclusion. I agree with Nate. Cut out the uh the lingering remnants of uh your hardcore past and just play metal, play cro- play crossover thrash. Like you you clearly have the chops to do so. Um you're getting there. I didn't really actually love the production on this, to be quite frank, but again, I think it was I think it was on its way to being good. Um the meat of the song was definitely the thrash part and and not the breakdown. So I uh, applaud you for that. Um I think, yeah, you just you just gotta shed the trappings of your past life and and fully embrace being a metal band. And and uh, and I think you could do it. But uh, where this sits right now for me is in a in, is in a space where it's just fine. It's kind of uh, you know it's it's drawing from from bitter end from Marauder and leaning more into dr- traditional crossover influences. But it, it it's not fully realized for me yet. Um, so I, I probably wouldn't revisit this as it stands. I would you know maybe watch a set of this uh, at a show for sure and and not be bummed about it. But uh, if you keep if you keep leaning into the crossover stuff and uh, like I said, follow it to its logical end result, its logical conclusion, um, I think you could definitely get there. There's clearly talent here, um, and I, I enjoyed it well enough. But uh, I'm, I'm not going to stick around to see what uh, what the rest of this record yields as it stands. That's that's where yeah, I'm at it, with this. If it gets good, you know what I'm saying. If it gets good and gets the fucking recognition that like it deserves, you know then uh, maybe it'll come back around. But like, this isn't one that I'm going to, you know, Hey, how are those guys doing? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know? Yep. Um, All right. Let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's roll the dice. Two. Okay. Two is cat sick. I was, uh, I was hoping that we would land on this one. It looks like it'd be something that's uh, up my alley for sure. The Bandcamp is catsick.bandcamp.com. They are from Christchurch, New Zealand, which is a good sign in and of itself. And uh, it looks like they have the first song queued up to play, so we can just go with that. So we're going to listen to Counterfeit Friend by Katzik off of their self-titled EP. (laughs) 
Okay, we just heard uh, two songs, actually, Counterfeit Friend and Psychic Levitation, because we didn't necessarily feel that the first song was going to be an accurate representation of the of the band on the whole. But upon listening to the second song, um, I think that maybe it actually was. Maybe. The second song felt a little more fully realized. I have a lot of, I guess, uh, I, I not maybe not a lot, but several different conflicting feelings on this. Why okay. don't you go it- first? Okay, okay, I can, I, I can go first on this. Um, you know, this hmm, this struck me far differently than I imagined that it might, just looking at it, and I guess because of the positive connotations that I have um, with music coming out of Australia in the punk vein, I thought maybe their, their very close cousins in New Zealand would be putting out of shit of uh, similar quality. Oh, 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 see, 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 here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Aussies and New Zealand New Zealanders Kiwis do not necessarily like that comparison. Like I know I know they don't really fucking far apart. Like yeah. you know, like New Zealand is quite a bit of ways off of like southeastern Australia. So For sure. it's kind of like saying that Canadians and Mexicans are basically the same thing. I would say it's maybe more akin to saying that Canadians and Americans are the same thing. Because, yes, although geographically Australia and New Zealand are fairly far apart, they were populated, like, or I should say colonized um, by the same group of, of individuals. Yeah, and Mexico was colonized as well. And the indigenous people of Australia and the indigenous peoples of New Zealand are wholly different cultures. For just sure. Just like the indigenous folks of of Canada and the indigenous folks of Mexico and, you know, and, uh, the Southern part of the continent. That is so true. I think that, I think that my, I'm, I'm going to assert yeah. that comparing Australians and New Zealand's and putting lumping them in the same bag is the same thing as lumping a, your average person living in, um, we'll say Calgary mm-hmm. to, uh, someone living, um, you know, in, uh, Mexico city. Okay, word. Well, uh, now that you've gotten that uh, that out of the way, so that you can reference it when you're filing for citizenship to to New Zealand, you can have I'm that just, handy sound. I'm, I'm, handy sound my, I'm learning my fucking history, right? I'm I'm getting ready, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, you can you can present that soundbite and and like, prove that you've been an, hey, an ally to the Kiwi people I for many years. St- I fucking stood up for you, you fuckers, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, everybody, I, everybody fucking thinks everybody thinks you're the same fucking thing as Australians because you basically kind of sound the same to everybody except an Australian and a New Zealander, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, give me someone from New Zealand and give me someone from Australia. It's the same fucking thing. I don't give a shit, right? I can't tell the difference. No one can, right? <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, you're all, it's two fucking places that were colonized by a bunch of fucking white people, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. You're basically the same fucking thing. So, yeah. you know, but I stood up for you guys. <laughs> so, so let me the fuck in. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that your assertion is probably actually largely correct. But I think in my mind, like I said, I think that uh, as I described them, I think I think describing them as close cousins is reasonable. Um, and well, we're all I, cousins I, on this uh, on this ball of Gaia flying through space, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. On Starship Earth. Um, 
But uh, yeah, man, I just, I guess I, in my head, I was uh, holding out for a higher quality product. And, and what I got was a band that uh, is probably fun to watch in a Christchurch basement. Um, not something that I would, you know, pay exorbitant shipping fees for to get a, a, a copy of this tape. Um, aesthetically, it, it's kind of uh, disjointed. Um, you know, the, the, the artwork is an obvious play on crass, which with like the repeated name and the border and like the stencil font and everything. And then the tags down at the bottom have like hardcore punk and egg in there. So, which I assume is a reference to egg punk, but they also have cra- crack rock steady, which is a reference to like choking victim and leftover crack. And upon, he- I thought that was ironic, but then upon hearing the actual music, I think maybe that might be in earnest, um, because this this largely actually did end up sounding a lot more like um, just some young folks kind of like first earnest attempt at playing hardcore punk um, as opposed to something a little bit more well thought out and developed um, that I was that I was kind of holding out hope that this would be. This to me sounded just like three dudes getting together and trying their best to play kind of fun um, hardcore punk with an emphasis on the punk. And I guess they succeeded in that pursuit, but, uh, this is, this is pretty much a, a, a local level band to me. This is not, uh, this is not something that, that really held my interest, uh, or what ha- has me wanting to come back, come back for more. That's, that's where I'm at with this. Yeah. So a couple things like, like the obvious call out to crass, right? I yeah. think that that is so sort of ingrained in the DNA of punk culture that, I mean, I'm not saying that the folks in Catsick, you know, obviously everybody fucking knows who the fuck Crass is. You know what I mean? But like, it's so ingrained that it's just kind of removed from its origins and it's just like general punk format. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and musically this, yeah. So, so this to me, and, and, and I was trying to think of a, a, a way to like, paint a picture with this mm-hmm. and you really tied it together succinctly. So I look at the, the, the picture of the, the, the dudes in the band. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, they look like any fucking like young dudes that treat themselves like that treat their fucking bodies like shit and can be found, um, you know, in any fucking corner bar on any given weekend in the summer. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and that's what it's it, it, and like in my experience, a lot of times, at least in in the uh, the waters that that we swim in, so to speak, mm-hmm. a lot of those dudes are into bands like Leftover Crack and like punk bands that I don't I I've never fucked with that seem mm-hmm. almost entirely relegated to like some like bar scene. You know what I mean? For sure. And. This sounds like if you got three dudes in Fort Wayne that basically just, uh, you know, are part of like just, you know, just going to the bar, fucking like casually paying attention to some hardcore and stuff. But really basically just like, you know, all about, we'll say, uh, the... uh, the the, 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 the like standard names that you might see on a fucking like typical bar punk, like leftover crack or like, you know, fucking, I don't know, around here it would be like, um, subhumans or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. But they also casually heard some newer hardcore. Right. Right. 
Yes. Because there are elements of this that were like in the vein of like bib or gag or something like that to me, but it didn't fucking, it didn't, it didn't follow through with it. It stayed For one sure. foot in the fucking dive bar. You know what I mean? Listening to some fucking bullshit punk rock band. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I mean, I think for me, this, I think that kind of summarized it well in the sense where you, where you described these people as maybe having heard a few contemporary hardcore bands. And I think that sums it up well because the overall feeling that this evoked in me was a group of dudes who are trying but don't quite get it. Like they just don't quite get it. They they are interested in punk and hardcore. They certainly grew up on punk of a very specific subsect and they have heard some contemporary punk and hardcore that is interesting to them and that they've enjoyed, but they don't really understand it um, both sort of like the social context of it and musically enough to recreate it in a way that feels uh, authentic. So they just kind of arrive at this thing that, yeah, you might see uh, on any given Friday night at the local dive bar. Or or they don't care that much about it, right? Like they just don't sure. give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, we could play that shit, but this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Um, right. And that's not to say that they don't give a shit about their band. I'm just saying that, you know, they're not looking to they're not looking to fit into a scene man you know what i mean yeah um so who knows but like there were elements of this that caught my ear but neither one of those songs to me felt uh firmly rooted in something that i'm going for right now um, for sure they just kind of a lot of times i feel like that sort of like i don't know general scummy dude bar look is um it's an easy aesthetic to adopt that gives you an excuse to be a fucking slob that is very very true yes you know what i mean like like so you know it's easy to fucking i'm picking on leftover crack here because i literally can't think you know like my brain just it's 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 easy to put on a fucking shitty jay retard shirt and yeah. look like a piece of shit for five fucking years. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, it's easy to do that. And it not only that, but like you're just fashionable enough because uh, you're young and your body's not totally fucked yet. Right. Um, and like it's just fashionable enough that you think you look like fucking, I don't know, you think you look like uh, Brad Pitt if he was in fucking SLC Punk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? But you just look yeah. like a fucking scumbag and your music sucks. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah so uh so yeah i guess i don't have much more to say about cat sick it was uh i i guess it although it didn't it didn't uh flat out suck i would i would i, I could safely say it was pretty wholly uninteresting to me um, no it, and it definitely had a local band vibe like this is the band if you needed a fucking band that what that, that you don't have a, a deep well to pull from in your hometown like fort yeah. wayne and you sure. needed a fucking band to like fit in on a um, gnarly, like, you know, hip fucking hardcore bill that you're trying to put, you know, and you just need that fourth band or whatever to tie out the fucking bill. This is the one that you're going to put, right? Yeah, for sure. It's going to be, it's going to have just enough to be of like passing interest to some of the people in the crowd, but it ain't going to stick. Not, yeah. not for me. Yep, yeah, for sure. I feel the same. Uh, all right, let's roll the dice and uh, cross our fingers that uh, third time's a charm tonight. Five. 
All right, five is straw man army. I'm pretty confident that this is going to be very sick um, because it is, like I said, it came out on D4MT Labs Inc., which is uh, a label that can be relied upon to put out dope shit pretty consistently. So this record is called Age of Exile. You can find it at d4mtlabsinc.bandcamp.com, and I believe it is up towards the top of their uh, discography right now. Came in out in October of 2020. The song that they have queued up to play is the fourth one on the record, Option Despair, so uh, we will listen to that one. Okay, we just heard the song Option Despair by Strawman Army off of their LP Age of Exile, and uh, I stand corrected. I actually have heard this track. I, For whatever reason, as I mentioned the last few episodes, so much music came out in 2020 that was worth listening to. There's certain stuff I just didn't get around to, and this was one of those records. because. And now re-listening to this track, I'm not sure why I didn't find time to listen to the rest of that because that's super in my lane. Um, but I, I can't remember, uh, I think TJ might've sent this to me, um, previously, uh, you know, b- before he sent it into the show, somebody else might've recommended it to re- recommended it to me, or I might've just listened to it on my own, uh, when perusing the D4MT labs band camp. However, I landed on it. 
I have heard this song before and I really liked it and I need to make a note to go back and listen to the rest of this record uh, because if it's on par with that, I'll enjoy it a lot. Um, I mentioned in passing just due to the aesthetic uh, inspiration of the last band, Crass. This actually sonically was drawing a whole lot from Crass, but it was kind of halfway between that early British anarcho stuff and sort of weirdo early SST shit like Saccharin Trust. Um, this had a lot in common with like the early Saccharin Trust stuff like Pagan Icons. Um, this was this was really good. It had elements of a whole lot of different things in it that I enjoy a whole lot. Um, the lyrics were really fucking excellent. Um, it's hard to pull off um, in, incredibly pointed political social commentary lyrics and not have it feel like I'm being preached to or not have it feel as if it is um, incredibly just like rote and hollow and a recitation of slogans that I've heard a million times before. This felt like uh, in, uh, a, a well-read or at the very least well-informed people uh, penning some lyrics that uh, felt incredibly poignant and relevant and uh, delivering them in a way that uh, was compelling to my ear at least. So yeah, I definitely want to go and, uh, and, and finally listen to the rest of this LP because upon uh, listening to this track again, I, I really, really liked that for sure. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I slept on this. I have seen that that artwork is... Um unfortunately um uh shitty for the music that it is that it is surrounding yeah um, for sure that artwork is just it's it's not interesting to look at it's it's yeah. just a bummer yeah. um and it really at least judging a, judging an album by its cover tells me that this is going to be some boring ass shit but what we just heard definitely wasn't i really like that and you had mentioned like peace punk yeah it, this was like to and, and to like talk about maybe like a more modern comparison too. Um, you know, you talked about like the peace punk and mixed with SST and some weirder stuff. Like, I think maybe it was just number one, the American accents. Um, mm. uh, and like the jangliness guitars and like some of the bending and the, uh, the riffs in there, it was almost like zounds and crass and uranium club. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that that's a good reference point as well. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, it's, it was not at all what I expected out the gate. Um, I expected to hear distortion and, um, I don't know, I guess a little more, uh, flame and fury, so to speak. And instead it was snappy and articulate and biting at the same time that it was also catchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this a lot. I really slept on this probably because the fucking artwork is so goddamn boring to look at. Um, it puts, it, um, literally would put i would fall asleep if if i was looking at that in my hands um, <laughs> yeah it's uh it's not good um but the music inside was pretty dope it's about real shit it's about yep. pertinent shit and here's something interesting i've often you know i don't know if we've talked about it in the show but like you know think about like some of those conflict tracks or some of those crass tracks where for me anyway like the reason that it doesn't like they're you know whether bitching about thatcher or whatever you know what i mean mm -hmm. or the fucking falkland islands islands or fucking dropping bombs and shit like who gives a shit man it's, it ain't never gonna fucking stop cry all you fucking want right yeah it ain't never gonna fucking stop um the only thing that like gets a pass right is yeah. that i'll listen to like one of the preachy fucking tracks on like a conflict record is because it has a british accent <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure because <laughs> if it was just like you know, a typical fucking schmo from America talking. I'd be like, whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Shut the fuck up. Sure. But this actually succeeded in that. 
It did. Um, I don't know. It didn't. It 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 felt. Uh, it still managed to keep my interest and feel pertinent, and and, and it didn't. I don't know. It, it pulled off what I what I thought would maybe be impossible, which is to make a preachy fucking basically sp- almost spoken word, you know, track um, with just regular ass fucking American people talking with their stupid fucking voices, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of people uh, I know that don't vibe with Crass, even though they might actually enjoy the music. Um, you know, their their chief complaint is often that Steve Ignorant needs to make every single track an essay, and I can certainly understand why that's off putting. So, if that element of Crass's music doesn't appeal to you, I can understand why it also might not appeal to you in this context. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think it was he he walked to the line and he pulled off that tightrope act. It, it easily could have gone awry. One one small misstep could have sent this sent this plummeting to its death. But uh, I think he deftly maneuvered through that and uh, delivered something that actually felt uh, compelling, emotionally gripping, relevant. Um, it did a really good job. I think that uh, the folks in- involved in this band probably know exactly what they're doing. This is clearly uh, not their first rodeo. That was way too well executed um, to uh, for this to be a, sort of a first effort from any of these people. I would be interested to uh, find out what bands that they've played in prior to this. But yeah, I'm definitely going to bookmark this and, and finally get around to listening to the rest of this record now that, uh, now that my schedule has opened up a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm I'm for sure gonna check out the rest of this because that was uh, that was great. Yeah, this is definitely by people that know what they're doing and know how to achieve what they want um, yeah. musically. And also, I wanted to point out that all profits from this record go to uh, uh, donated to the Red Nation to aid in their organizing and pandemic relief efforts. So, oh, cool. Even uh, physical and digital. So, you know, if you buy it through, you know, off of uh, if you buy it through D four MT or you know on uh, Bandcamp. Yeah. Probably not if you buy it from Iron Lung. He's not giving that money away. No, he's hoarding it up in his in his uh Scrooge McDuck gold pool. That's right. Um, Jensen Jensen Ward in his his castle of gold. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because we all know there's nothing more lucrative than running a punk and hardcore label. That's right. Um so yeah, all right. I'm definitely gonna bookmark that. It was really fucking great. Let's uh keep the uh keep the ball rolling and uh roll the dice once more. Two again. Okay, this is Choke Me with The Cousin of Death. I can only assume that that is a reference to the Nas line, I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. The Bandcamp is chokeme.bandcamp.com. This is a fastcore, self-described fastcore, grindcore, informed, hardcore band from L.A. I have uh, not heard of this stuff before. It came out in June of 2020. Um, I think that I was, uh, well, let me, let me double check here. He might've, he might've actually, uh, given me a, a specific suggestion, suggestion on, uh, on what track to listen to. Um, well, I think it he loads, might- it loads on track four, which is a very, I guess, sort of idios like specific track to load to, you know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, true. Okay. We can go with that one then. Um, all right, cool. So we're going to listen to you aren't special by choke me off of their record, the cousin of death.
All right, we just heard the song You Aren't Special by Choke Me off of their release, The Cousin of Death. Um, so this was sent in by Wesley R- Richards, who um, does, has, uh, performs guitar and uh, vocal duties in this band and also runs the label that put this release out. And as I said, he uh, he described himself as a fan of the show and sent in a few releases from his label. Um, so he, he also sort of described... Um, the bands um, in his email and and going back and looking at what he described this as, um, he mentioned that it was uh, fast core slash crust. And it appears that um, in their tags down at the bottom of the page, um, they, they seem to be intoning the, the same thing there. Um, but I got to say, and I, I say this with all the love in my heart that I can muster because Wesley, you seem like a good dude, and I, I generally, genuinely, my heart goes out to you. Falling on hard times, running independent labels is a uh, thankless job, and um, it's uh, it sucks that uh, that it's been had ha- had to have been put on hiatus this this last year. That said. Uh, this band to me sounded like System of a Down. <laughs> um, it sounded like uh, it sounded like Steal This Album <laughs> era System of a Down. The trigger drums were doing you guys no favors uh, on the production front. Mm-hmm. Um, the trigger drums were really bad in, in general. The production on this was, I mean, it was slick for sure in its way. Too slick, um, but yes, way it, too slick. It, it felt mall plastic, man. Yeah, it, it really did. Um, I mean, this, in a way, elements of it, the blast beats, the, the lyrics and, and the sort of kind of screechy vocals, I mean, it called to mind a lot of bands that do exist in this sort of broad crust spectrum that I have seen in basements over the years, for sure. Certainly the lyrics, um, you know, political lyrics. There, there are elements here that are recognizably crust, um, but ultimately, I think the the end result. And maybe you're aware of this to some extent because you also have metalcore um, yep. and melodic death metal down in your tags there. So I guess per- perhaps you're self aware on that front. But to me, this was way more in in the metalcore world than it was in the grind or fastcore or even crust world, and and leaning into almost mall metalcore uh, to, to my ear. I'm not sure how intentional that was, but uh, I mean, there are worse places to land than, than System of a Down for sure, um, but there are better ones. Um, th- basically, nothing about this was to my taste. Um, I can't speak to the, to, to, to the quality of your mu- musicianship, really. I mean, um, with as tailored as the drums were, uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if the same applies to your guitar parts or what um but musicianship at least sounded decent i mean the song structure you guys can write a song for sure um but uh it's not a song that that i i want to listen to nate how'd you feel about it no i felt the same thing this felt especially the trigger drum it just it felt it felt like uh i don't know it felt like fighting music at the mall man yeah you know, yep. that's, that's just what it felt like to me. It, it didn't, um, there, there wasn't a lot, um, there wasn't a lot of punk in it to me. No, nah, not really. Other than like the, the, the lyrics, I guess, but the point I was reading the lyrics, the funny thing is, is like the lyrics are like a universal battle cry from like whatever stance you're taking. Right. Like that's true. Yeah. I was reading those lyrics and they almost sound like a proclamation that, uh, one might, uh, make as they, um, 
zip tie the Speaker of the House's hands behind her back and uh, stand in front of Congress, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Or the, the smoking remains of Congress. Like, like the the lyrics are are so ambiguous and universal that I think that it's it, 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 they're almost biblical in their application in that way. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It just I don't know. This this was this was definitely mall anarchy and. Um, it, uh, yeah, metalcore is, is, I honestly don't know, aside from like whatever System of Down songs they're famous for, I have oh. no idea what that band sounds like other than that. Yeah. Um, there's that, there's that, uh, band, there's the one song, um, I don't even know the name of it. What is the one where he's like, wake up, look at me, I'm putting on some makeup, oh. look at me, I'm yeah. going out the door. What is, what is, yeah. what is that song? Chop Suey. Yeah, whatever. I know. They, I don't even know the name of it, right? I know what that song sounds like, so I don't. Yeah. I don't know how apt Gray's comparison is there, but this just sounded like um, a, a, a punk band playing at the mall. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, I to me, this is just uh, these are people coming from uh, very different background, uh, different proclivities than than my own. We're not. Uh, I don't. I don't imagine us arriving or. Uh, I guess overlapping on a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of fronts musically. If if this is your if this is your main shit, um, but I could be wrong. You know what I mean? I'm certainly judging a book by its cover in that sense. I, I heard I heard one song by uh, one band that you're in, um, and I like I said I am going to put the other bands that you sent in in the queue um, in the next couple of weeks as well. So um, maybe and I know you're you play in at least one of those bands as well. So you know maybe maybe uh, that's that'll be more to our taste. But uh, yeah, this this just I'm sure this is for someone. I'm sure some of our listeners really vibed with this, but uh, yeah, it's definitely not for me in, in any way, shape, or form. So uh, on that note, let's roll the dice once more. And oh, okay. also, I'm, I'm also going to go um, shoo the cat away from my door, who is continually begging to be let in. So one moment. We'll let her in. Put her on the show. Okay. I've returned. What, uh, what, what, what do the dice say? Five. Okay. This band is Monkey, spelled M-O-N-K-E, which is Monk. uh, it's a Monka. which is it's a it's a meme, it's a meme thing. It's, um, it's so, a Harambe band. Yes, that's right. So, so the uh, the Bandcamp is Death Monkey M-O-N-K-E dot Bandcamp dot com. Uh, Dude, yes, I can't. I, I, hold on. I, I why the fuck? Why the fuck did so many like? Why did why why the fuck did Harambe like? Why is it still around? Well, it's not. It's not really. Uh, That's so, what I mean. But like, 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 but it is right in certain circles. Like, what is it with fucking play dead memes and grind bands? I don't know. I think I think maybe it's like uh, the joke is supposed to be that the joke is no longer funny, and therefore it's funny by prolonging it well past its lifespan. It's but it, they're wrong. Like, I, I agree. I agree that they're wrong for sure. They're wrong, right? Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if they showed like Harambe's actual corpse, right? Yeah, because he wasn't a fucking badass. He got fucking killed. Yeah. Right. Sure. So I don't know. Like this whole thing is like, you know, Harambo is the is the artwork here for Harambe. Yo, that that fucking gorilla died like five years ago. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. I mean, I guess in that, it, in that time, many more gorillas have died. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like not just Harambe, but real wild ass gorillas living their life out in the fucking woods. Yeah. Um, like they get killed for their fucking hands or whatever other body parts people want. Um, uh-huh. 
I don't know, man. I, I and palm oil and palm oil. Well, those are orangutans, right? Yeah, for sure. But they're great Not, apes. I I, th- I think most of the time the gorillas are just actually killed out of spite, right? Yeah, right. You know, they're just like fuck these gorillas. But um, you know, palm oil is pretty handy. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. The the Harambe thing is really bumming me out. Um, so I, I I'm going into this with a sneer on my face already. For sure. And I mean, as we've said before, John, super nice guy, um, but uh, a, a man who loves all music, <laughs> basically a man, a man who has love for music in his heart um, that, that I could never fathom. Um, I don't, I do not have the same appreciation for music as a phenomenon as John does. And I think that it allows him to enjoy things earnestly in a way that I can only wish I had the ability to do. So this band has another release in December too, of like five other songs. And I'm just like, man, it's a lot of fucking work to put into like a shitty joke. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Agreed. But maybe, yeah. hey, you know, I mean, the joke is shitty regardless, but maybe the music is sick. Who knows? Yeah, but that, but then that just shits on the music, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I like spitting in the face of like aesthetic and, and like good sense, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, this shit is approaching dad meme shit. For sure, yes. I agree. <laughs> I you know? Agree. Yeah. Um, well, I guess uh, I guess let's just jump into it. We'll just, I mean, the first song is queued up to play. We'll just go with that. So, we and it's the title track. So, we will, uh, we're going to listen to Domest- Domestic Monkeyism off the record of the same name by Monkey. <laughs> Her dom- domestic monkeyism off of the record of the same name by Monkey, and I guess I'm just glad that we got most of the bitching out of the way ahead of time, so that we don't have to waste too much more time on this. Utterly fucking pointless, right? I'll just listen to Best Your Warlust because at least it's fucking real, right? Like yeah. it's good and it's real. Yeah, you know, sure. like 
man, I got no time for this shit. I got no time for fucking meme fucking joke bands. Like, do something fucking real. This shit just just irritates me, right? My fucking, yeah. my goddamn fish are mocking me. My fucking bicep is torn. And I'm sitting here looking at fucking Harambe, listening to some fucking noodle heads in Portland trying to play Best of War Less songs. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, I've, I've got, I've got no interest in, I've got no interest in, in this on, on really any level. Um, like it's, it's fucking pointless. Why would I listen to this when I can actually listen to real fucking chaotic war metal and black metal? Why would I listen to this? Why would I put this on when I can just listen to Mystifier, which is a hundred percent fucking better and real? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is, this is bullshit. This is like, this is like, if, if like, you know, instead of like going out for a nice fucking meal, I just get a bunch of gummy candy that looks like fucking burgers and hot dogs for dinner instead. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really apt analogy for this actually. Oh, look, it's real food. Look, check it out. It's delicious. It's fucking gummy candy. that looks like fucking burgers, not hot dogs, right? It's fucking good food. Like, why would you fucking make this? This honestly, I don't, I don't think anything has actually pissed me off that we've listened to. In a while. I, there, there have been shit that I've gone in on, right? But like, yeah. you know, but not actually, like, like, like been shitty about, but not actually mad. You know what I mean? This, I think maybe this one, it's just, it's too close to home. It's right? close to home, right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like and, and it just it just also digs at that fucking scab of like shitty joke grind adjacent bands. What yeah. is what is easily the most ferocious fucking genre of music, right? That is populated at least half the fucking populace that plays it are basically just fucking gibbering mulleted fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Right, like, yeah, like it's a shame. It, this is this is this is a travesty of a recording. Yeah, it's an affront. I agree. You know, so don't. I, yeah, this shit just sucks. This shit just just sucks. Like even musically, they're phoning it in. Right, they're not even yeah. playing top fucking level fucking music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can tell they're just fucking around. Yeah, definitely. You know, don't waste my fucking time. Don't waste your fucking time. If you got the fucking talent, then fucking play something fucking real, you fucking boners. Yeah, I I agree with that entirely. I don't really have anything else to add. So um, fuck off. For sure. But that's that's the final uh that, that's that's Demolition's final verdict. Monkey, fuck off. Um, all right. Well, we only we only have a few messages tonight. I, I would like to hopefully end on a more yeah. positive note to that so let's let's roll the dice again all right how many we got left we got one two three four we got five left all right three okay um this is holy water it is off of their split with the band shrivel up this is a grind band from rochester new uh, york this is gonna suck i can tell just looking at it <laughs> well i'll say this um it features uh it features tyler hammer on bass tyler plays in a bunch of bands um you know I, I tyler has good taste he also is uh one of three hosts on uh a, a new podcast that i baked up to a couple couple episodes ago uh kings of punk um so 
you know what, I have more faith in this to not suck than I would maybe something else of this ilk that might be sent into us, but uh, we'll find out. The song that they have queued up to play is the second one, so we're going to listen to the song Have You Ever by Holy Water off of their split with Shrivel Up. Okay, we just listened to the song Have You Ever by Holy Water off of their split with Shrivel Up. It's it's kind of fitting that we got this right after Monkey because, you know, you touched on something that we've discussed various times throughout the history of the show, which is just the proliferation of uh, mulleted, mulleted uh, morons in the grind scene and sort of the reduction of grind to this meme genre, um, just the uh, sort of the fall from grace of what was once uh, on the cutting edge of extreme music into being this sort of excuse for idiots to get together and drink beer in parking lots and, and phone in their music. And uh, I, you know, I don't get the feeling that that is what this is. I don't get that feeling from knowing Tyler in passing. Um, he seems like a dude who is who's genuinely interested in music, who plays in a lot of bands of various different styles. Um, so I, I don't think that that is the case. And this is pretty pretty well executed grind of this particular ilk. But as we have said many times, any time that we experience a band like this, um, you know, it just we were so inundated with this shit for so long, especially being in kind of the hub of it, being right next to Ohio, where so much of that mince course stuff was coming out, and your old house, the Harrison House, being um, a sort of just a hub for touring bands of this style to come through for, for so many basic, years. Basically, a fucking cartoon factory of shitty losers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, there are, there are, as we always say, there are standout bands in this genre for sure. There are some that I still go back and, and revisit um, in this particular sort of subsect of grindcore, I mean. Um, and this is, this is good for what it is, but I just, I have no, I've got no room left in my brain for something like this to make me feel a human emotion. I, I don't, I don't feel offended by it at all. And I recognize that it, it, it performs its duties and its functions um, just fine, perfectly adequate, but I just, uh, I don't have any space left in, in my heart for this kind of shit, man. I got, I got super burnt out on it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, this is fine for what it is, but I have, 
I have paid, I, I have ignored far more bands of this ilk than I have ever fucking actually watched or listened to. Definitely. I have heard so many fucking bands that sound like this. I have been to so many fucking shows where every fucking band sounds like this or fest. One of the, one of the sorriest things I ever fucking saw was a fest. Um, I don't know. I don't know how, remember how many bands were on it, but it was like, a, you know, 15, 25 bands in one day. And the mm. only people that were there were people that were in the fucking bands and the people that were in the fucking bands couldn't even bother to watch the other fucking bands. that sounded just like the band that they were fucking in, you yeah. know, like, like everybody was just there to fucking smoke and fucking and fucking drink out in the parking lot and then like come in and play their fucking set to people that were looking through the merch booth or like you know taking a break from smoking and drinking like was this a fort wayne fest yes i got i got uh i made some enemies after that fest <laughs> like 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 i don't know man so there's a couple things that are working against us like i said this is just fine i i I can't fucking tell you how many seven inches I have of bands that sound just like this that I've never listened to with basically the exact same artwork, right? Black Mm -hmm. and white, high contrast, shitty drawing with like a shitty fucking logo or two shitty fucking logos or four shitty fucking logos if it's a fucking split. Um, And... uh, like it just, I, I, I don't have room for this. I, I want more from my fucking grind, and, yeah. and like the next song is called "Shitty Weed." Stop fucking singing about marijuana. Who gives a fuck? Who yeah. gives a shit? Oh my fucking god! Right, your goddamn yeah. grandparents smoked this fucking plant. It is banal as toilet paper. Right, <laughs> yeah, stop sure. fucking singing about it. It is the stupidest fucking thing to raise a flag for. Who gives a shit? You would think, you would hope that people would stop fucking crying about it now that it's popping up legal all over the states, but they still can't fuck stop talking about it. Oh, listen to this. It's as if you fucking, why don't you just write a fucking song about how delicious, I don't know, Briar's French vanilla ice cream is, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it's about his train. Like 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 marijuana is the most fucking vanilla, fucking banal, ordinary thing to write a fucking song about. Shut the fuck up. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I'm in an extra fucking turned off mood because that last fucking band, if that last fucking band that we listened to, Monka, was on a fucking bill, I would leave the show. <laughs> yes I don't yeah. give a shit who's playing next I'm fucking done because whatever fucking moron thought it'd be cool to book that shit show yeah. right how can I trust them to put anything interesting or good after it yeah for sure like I, I'm so fucking turned on like like honestly I was starting I was starting to come around but like you know what maybe I'd like to listen to some ultra fucking low effort grind again but you know the, the, the kind of good old basement grind that I just couldn't fucking escape for seven years right yeah nope I'm back <laughs> off it <laughs> Yeah, I think it's fitting that you you mentioned that fest because it's kind of a it's kind of like a a, a nice tidy summary of like my just uh, growing distance from that scene over the years because I distinctly remember making some enemies at that show because I as at the time you know at the ripe old age of like twenty five or whatever had to scold grown ass fucking adults for their their beer cans that were strewn about and not picked up 
up at the end of the night and I had to explain to everyone why that was not acceptable fucking behavior in any social setting, let alone in like a shared communal show space that was also a multi-purpose space that was going to be used for other shit the coming morning. Um, yeah. And, like, and like, that infuriated people that I had the gall to tell them, hey, could you show literally even the, the, the smallest modicum of decency for the fucking space that you're in right now? And I think Dude. that was like my final, that was like the final note of my full divorce from this, from this shit, you know? Like, like, you know, running in those waters for as long as they did, I met some of the best fucking dudes, right? People totally. that I fucking, you know, like, I don't fucking talk to anybody because, you know, like I don't get any fucking internet, you know? And, and, and like, you know, <laughs> you know, if your main fucking way of like keeping in touch with people is like spying on them fucking the internet, you're, you're never, you know, I, whatever. I, I don't give a fuck, right? Um, I'm, I, I just don't, I'm a prick that way. Um, um, you know, like I, I just don't give a shit. I, I, I don't give a shit what, what's going on in anybody's life. I don't give a shit. Right. If you want to fucking get a hold of me, talk to me. If you got my number, fucking call me and talk to me. Right. Sure. Um, like I, I ain't going to fucking like give you a fucking like or comment on some stupid fucking bullshit picture you took of your goddamn stupid fucking dog. Um, <laughs> fuck off. Right. Like, yeah. like what the, what the fuck kind of attention whore are you? Who gives a shit? Right. <laughs> What a goddamn yeah. what a goddamn plague on humanity you fucking are, right? But nevertheless, some of those people are like the best people I've ever fucking met, right? Definitely. But there were so many shit sucking remoras in their fucking wake, right? Definitely. Yes. Like yeah. just absolute fucking fungus toenail motherfuckers just clinging on in their fucking wake that I wouldn't give the time of day to. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And 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 like it was eventually just overrun. It was besieged, right? It was besieged like fucking Pelosi on her goddamn knees in her fucking office, right? <laughs> um, you know, and like, I don't know, man. I just, I knew this was going to suck just from the art because I knew exactly what this fucking sounded like. Yeah, sure. Like, I got no time for it, man. I had, I didn't have time for it then. Um, I don't now. I don't even have a minute 29 for it, right? Like, yeah. <sighs> Do something interesting and stop fucking singing about marijuana. <laughs> Indeed. So, yo, I kind of want to make I kind of want to make an executive decision on this one, especially because we only have like two or three messages and we have been hit with uh, basically nothing but middling shit tonight other than middling to bad um, other than straw man army, which was uh, which was a highlight and a standout. Um, and these last two, these last two bands, as much as this last one actually was pretty inoffensive to me, um, it still was just not a, not a great way to close out the night. So I would kind of like to select, just select a band that I know is going to be good. Um, <laughs> okay. See, I, now, see, I don't want to establish precedent now. <laughs> it's our show. We can discard the precedent at our whim. But see, I, 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 I get that. Like, but I also like being, I also do like being captive, like holding ourselves hostage. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. You do. You, I mean, you like that. You like that premise in general, because this there's is a bit just, more, there's a bit more like, like there's a little bit of masochism bleeding through in that. Right. Like sure. I, yeah. I just like the idea that we hold ourselves hostage by these arbitrary fucking rules and we, we will <laughs> deliberately put ourselves in a bad fucking mood and leave it at that. <laughs> that is true. But okay. So that, that's fair. I think you've made a compelling argument. Um, that said, 
let could we roll the dice one more time and just see where it might land because we have the time to do it we can wrap up messages real quick we only got three brief ones i think that we should at least give it a college try on landing all right let's see we'll give it a college try the band that you want has a 25 percent chance of getting selected right that's right yeah okay we like like everything we leave it up to the dice that's right four Okay, this is genuinely the one that I was hoping that we would get to. It is a Ryan Donahoe submission. He rarely fails to deliver. The band is Moth. The Bandcamp is Moth, H-T-O-M.Bandcamp.com. So it's just Moth and then Moth backwards.Bandcamp.com. They are banned from Melbourne, Australia. I think Ryan's only comment in submitting this was fucking Australia, man, um, which we have mirrored that sentiment many a time on this show. This is a release that came out in September of 2020, and uh, it's one that has has come highly recommended from a few people, but I just didn't get around to listening to. So we'll uh, we'll just jump in right at the beginning. That's the song that they have queued up to play, and it's the title track. So we're going to listen to Modern Madness off of the 7-inch of the same name by the band Moth. Okay, we just heard the song Modern Madness off of the release of the same name by Moth, and that is more like it. Once again, Ryan Donahoe and Australia both come through. 
this uh this you know this this has a lot of this had a lot of promise from jump i really like the artwork um i really like most of what is coming out of the contemporary australian punk scene and uh i usually when i see a band that consists of a few goof goofballs and a couple of babes i know i'm in for something i'm about to like this uh this delivered on all fronts this was really fucking great um i think fucking australia man uh sums this up pretty well they uh they just keep coming with the hits this was really fucking good nate how'd you feel about it yeah i like that that was actually people trying to write good music and succeeding um (laughs) using using their talents to the fullest potential right for sure um yeah i i like that a lot um Wish I would find a copy of that in the American distro because you know I'm not gonna I, I can't do that. That's twenty bucks to get a, get four songs here from Australia. But um, for sure, no, that was really good. I enjoyed that um, immensely. It was it was uh, soothing, right? It soothed the fucking beast. Um, yeah, because uh, I was definitely in in a bad mood, and um, now I'm in a good mood. <laughs> that's good so it's, very, it's that easy right? i got some i got some ice cream up in the freezer i think um i got a mysterious message that there's ice cream in the freezer and uh, i just got done here in moth so uh yeah i'm uh suddenly in a good mood i'm gonna get a bunch of uh you know satisfying carbohydrates on my tongue and probably re-listen to this entire thing I'd, I'd love to hear that, man. That's great news. Um, I also really like, you know, especially considering this was released at a time when like a lot of bands were donating stuff um, to to uh, to various charitable organizations. I'm not sure if this is a an actual charitable organization or if it's just a, a play on that, but it says all proceeds going to pay the rent. So I'm not sure if pay the rent is an, an organization that actually helps people pay rent in Australia or if they are just going to use it to help themselves pay their own rent. But either way, uh, it's, a, it's a laudable cause for sure. Hey, um, you you got to live somewhere, right? If, yeah. if you don't, if you don't live somewhere, uh-huh. um, you got a problem. <laughs> yeah, if you don't live somewhere, you're surely going to die somewhere. <laughs> you got a, you got a problem that you, you need to solve, right? So, yes, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that was really great. I uh, I too am going to listen to the rest of this. I uh, I don't have any ice cream on deck, but uh, I do have some Trader Joe's shortbread cookies with jam filling that I'm going to continue eating after this. Um, and I will I will listen to the rest of this as I do so. There you go, two hundred one pounds. Here I come. <laughs> That's right, baby. I almost made that joke, but I I refrained because I figured you would probably do it for me. Yeah, um, that, that was a softball. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's listen to the few messages we have. We uh, I think All we can right. bang these out real quick. It didn't look like we had anything too terribly in depth sitting in our in our voicemail. Yo, Nate and Gray, what's popping? What's popping? Okay, so. 2020 was the year of my mean and extremely illogical and just straight up babble bullshit rhetoric. And yeah, I want to stab that Keith guy because he's kind of a homophobe, whatever. <laughs> Do I care? But uh, something I observed while moving into my new spot is uh, the dude next to me and my place next to me has a Marauder shirt. And uh, we're like chatting and then uh he straight up goes he's like yo like i miss back in the day when people like would beat the fuck out of nazis and like would stop crying about everything and like if your boy was a rapist you would stab him and put him in the trunk of your car and drive around 995 and that makes me think yeah hardcore kids you're a bunch of pussies 
all you do is soft block all the people that harm and threaten your friends and cancel them via the internet and they still go about their lives. We need more of a decapitating and hiding the body parts of rapists, like straight up. This will be the last and main thing I'll ever say, but uh hope you all agree with me because uh the internet culture of hardcore kids are really fucking soft and maybe I was one of them, but I also now have a career and a life, so I'm not trying to go to jail, but I support someone going to jail for doing that. Peace. All right. Okay, so so that was AJ trying their best to to rein it in and and come with a more measured uh, concise and cohesive message and I I do genuinely appreciate that AJ it was uh it was a marked departure from uh, your normal your normal messages. I will say it's very easy to say I support people going to jail for doing a thing that I personally am not going to do. <laughs> That's where I thought he was going with this. It's like, you know, he said something, this is the last, this would be the last of anything to say because I'm going to go fucking chop up some rapists now. Um, right, right, right. But instead he's like, but I got a job, so I ain't going to do that, right? <laughs> right. It's like, I mean, I commiserate with your position, you know what I'm saying? But but it is e- it's very easy to just be like, yeah, go out and get this thing done that I am definitely got, not going to do. And I'm also going to call people pussies for not doing. Um, I mean, I guess at, at the very least you acknowledge, hey, maybe maybe I'm one of them. Um, That's right. And and to be fair here, as much as the uh, the emotional resonance of of decapitating rapists and hiding their bodies um, is is very real to me, and I feel that on an emotional level, it's certainly not a tenable way to run a society. Um, no, 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 no. It certainly isn't. I think that like there are better ways to determine um, the uh, I guess to determine justice and uh, like there are different better ways to go around it the, the, about it the way that we do but um, nobody wants to live in the world that you are describing AJ <laughs> <laughs> no, no no one actually wants to live and, in that world as as much as much as people talk about talk shit right like yeah. your buddy here the day the good old days when people would beat the fuck out of Nazis I don't know when those good old days were but they must have been before my good old days yeah. Um, like, I don't know how old that dude was either. Um, because like, yeah, I guess there were fights against Nazis and so forth, but I kind of feel like a lot of those stories are also like tales of the wild West, how the West was one sort of bullshit. Absolutely. Um, because yes, hardcore kids are definitely a bunch of pussies and, you know, Basically, like, you know, Internet culture um, is certainly fraught with issues and problems and is largely to be is a detriment, I would say, on on humanity and um, should be avoided. But let's not let's not act like, you know, everybody at a fucking I don't know, everybody at a fucking minor threat show in 82 was uh, ready to fucking put a brick up side of somebody's head who, uh, (laughs) you know, was stepping out of fucking line. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think a lot of this is just uh, it's part and parcel to the process of of hardcore and punk mythology. And a lot of these folks are weaving tall tales that play out in their heads much like they wish they had played out in real life. Um, but yeah. are probably fairly incongruent with the lived experiences of most people during that time. That's right. I mean, because basically nobody wants to put up with that shit like when push comes to comes to shove almost everybody wants somebody else to do the fucking pushing for them yes for sure 
Um, all right, so uh, let's uh, let's keep it moving and listen to the next one. Uh, hello, Nate, and hello, Gray. This is former President Barack Obama. This may come as a surprise to you, but uh, I'm a hardcore kid. Uh, I like PV. Uh, I like straightforward hardcore. Uh, I even like a little of that away shit. I wanted to commend the two of you uh, for your podcasts, uh, especially considering that you are making it, having overcome the challenges uh, associated with Down syndrome. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite thing about impersonating Obama is the uh is like necessary. <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't really matter what your voice sounds like if you just get the uh in the right place. Right. Yeah, you can pull off a you can pull off a halfway convincing Barack Obama impersonation. And I wish Obama came with heat like that when he spoke publicly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That would really endear him to me more. Yeah. Um, uh, my only beef with that message is that I will say I, I worked I worked directly with a lot of folks with Down syndrome over the years. They are some of the the sweetest, kindest, most just earnestly loving people that I've ever had the great pleasure of interacting with. Um, one of the few things I really miss about my old job is uh, getting to hang out with a few clients that I had who did have Down syndrome. And uh, to compare us with uh, those folks does uh, anybody with Down syndrome a great disservice. Uh, they, they are so much fucking more dignified than we are and better than we are. <laughs> by, a, by a far fucking cry. By a huge yeah. margin. For sure. For sure. I mean, you know, I've been known to throw the R word around once in a while, but, yeah. um, you know, I definitely, um, everybody deserves their fucking dignity. You know what I mean? For sure. Yes. Agreed. Uh, and that, uh, that in particular is an issue that is, uh, c- close to, close to home for personal reasons and, uh, close to my heart as well. But, uh, yo, I, I really appreciate a well thought out and uh, fully executed bit. And that, and that was that I, I really liked that one. That was not somebody calling in to work out the kinks on their type five. That was uh, a fully realized bit. So thanks. Uh, thanks to whoever, to whoever left that message. Barack Obama, uh, apparently. Barack Obama himself. Um, all right, let's listen to the last one. Bring back Rick to life on a ricketyrickshaw.com. Bring it back. See, now I would I would actually be more interested in seeing Rick to life on a rickety rickshaw. Yeah, for sure. I, I like uh, I like the, the clever play on words and the alliteration there, too. I don't really have much more to say about it. Uh, if you listen to the last episode and uh, listen to the individual calling in that demanded that we somehow bring back Rick to life on a horse dot com, um, then then this is simply a continuation of that. And also, I actually want to point out some something that uh, somebody called called to my attention in the Demolition Facebook group, which is that Rick to life on a horse dot com does actually exist. It's just that people forget that it's actually it was not a a, a dedicated domain name it's a, a ytmnd and early purve- purveyors of of shit call or rather early connoisseurs of internet shit culture will know that why ytmnd was you're the man now dog.com um which is a site that basically gave birth to the the, the genesis of uh, meme culture as we understand it now like shit 15 15- 15 years ago, um, 16 years ago at this point. And so you can still find the Rick to Life on a Horse uh, website. It's simply a YTMND hosted site. So so look for that if you're, if you're looking to experience the OG Rick to Life on a Horse site. 
Um, well, the, yeah, the link that I'm clicking on doesn't takes me to a dead site. You know, I'll say there are there are at least two pictures of Rick the Life on a horse. Yeah. Um, hey, he looks like he's having a good fucking time. He does. Yeah, I don't. Particularly- time, I've I've ridden a horse when I was much younger. Uh-huh. Um, seemed like it was a good time. I remember we we went in tw- in in in. Uh, when I was 12 in sixth grade, we went uh, to some camp, you know, like uh, Camp Flying W or whatever, ranch, Flying W Ranch in Pennsylvania to ride horses. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a horse that had its eye kicked out or something, but it was missing its eye. Yeah. And uh, that's the one that I wanted to ride, but that's not the one that I got to ride. That's <laughs> that's pretty much it. But I remember having a pretty good time. So who knows? I guess it's a good time, right? Cowboys sure seem to fucking like it. I had a traumatizing experience on horseback as a young child, and I've, I've been pretty weary uh, we're wary about uh, horse horseback riding ever since. Ah, it's fine. They love it. <laughs> okay, fair. Put the fucking spurs fuck. to them. They don't give a shit. They're horses, right? <laughs> okay. Healthy as a horse. Hungry as a horse, right? Hung, hung like a horse. Couldn't give a shit like a horse, right? They don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so that wraps up the messages for the night, and uh, hence it wraps up the show. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, we have tons of more po- content on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, we are currently in the midst of our Napalm Death Family Tree episode. The uh, episode four should be going up shortly. I've been mad busy trying to help out with production on a, uh, a feature film that is sh- that I'm doing wardrobe for and that is shooting uh, f- several key scenes at my home this coming week. So I've been swamped, but I have that episode like half edited and it should go up uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. So Would you say bu- that the movie could be made if it wasn't if if, if your your home was not in it? Is it that key? Could could it be made? Yeah, is it that important? Um, it it could, but it could technically, but they would have to find a different home for sure because they like, need it's it. like all they, those they need yeah. external. Shots. It's just super fucking important. Yeah. Well, they're they're shooting stuff both inside my house and the final scene of the movie is taking place and being shot on my front porch. So yeah. I would say, I, like, what would they do? Like, if if it wasn't if it wasn't for your house, they'd be fucked. <laughs> They would have a slightly harder time with the production, I suppose. Yeah. But they, but they are key shots of the film. Yeah. Either fucking way. There's uh, more Patreon content forthcoming and lots more to come. Five bucks gets you in the door and gets you access to everything that we have done up until now and everything that we'll do until the end of time or until we get bored of doing this shit, um, whichever comes first. If you want to send music into the show, demo listen podcast at gmail.com is the place to do it. Just make sure it is a year or less old. And if you want to call and leave a message, it's 260-222-8341. The quality of the messages has really been ramping up lately, and it's been nice to see. So let's keep that same energy going into the rest of 2021. If you like the podcast, rate and review it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever the fuck you like to listen to it on. And uh, continue to tell your friends and uh, help us reach new ears. And um, shortly thereafter, a alienate those ears. Nate, you got any closing thoughts or are you just uh, ready to sign out? No, I'm really good. All right. I'm much we'll better see. now that I heard Moth and um, have forgotten about Monk. All right. Sick. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>